The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome into the overreaction post-game show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I'm your host. I'm the voice of the overreaction post-game show. My name is Joe Miller. You can always find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And I think that I have made one small change. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I need you to have something in your uh, bio your picture, something that a tweet, <laughs> a like, something that has something to do with Bill's Mafia. Because I'm getting to the point where my Twitter followers and stuff like that, it's I'm getting a lot of bots and stuff. And I just I'm at the point where I can't follow everybody back because frankly, there's a lot of weird stuff out there. Uh, there's a lot of people tweeting porn out there. And there's a lot of people following me that I have no idea why they're following me because they've got all kinds of weird political stuff and I don't know what kinds of crazy stuff and nothing about the NFL. Like there's there's members of other teams and cities uh, that follow me, which is great. I love the interaction from from fans of other teams, which I'll follow them back too. But if you're like a Bitcoin person or you're like a like raging Republican or a raging Democrat or something like that, and all you tweet about is politics, there's nothing in your profile, your bio, nothing at all about the Bills Mafia probably a good chance i'm not going to follow you back anymore so you got to be bill's mafia only so if you're bill's mafia follow you back follow you back but it's good to have everybody piling into the into the chat it's good to see everybody it's good to be back i'm back from vacation super well rested had a fabulous time with me esposa and i've got a carryover margarita just because uh, they were so good in mexico had a great time saturday to saturday the only thing that wasn't good was American Airlines canceled our flight from Dallas to Buffalo last night and wanted to leave us stranded in Dallas for 24 hours, and it was like, yeah, that can't happen. I got a Buffalo Bills game to watch, yo. Can't happen. Good to see you, Daniel. Good to see you, T. What's up? Scott Blakely, Pamela's in the chat. Jason Humbert, how you doing? But as I always like to say, regardless of whether this podcast finds you a round of cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work on Victory Monday, Victory Tuesday, Victory Wednesday, Victory Thursday, or Victory Friday. Let me just say, if you are watching me live right now and in person, one more time, welcome. Let me just say welcome. It's good to have you. Do me a favor. If you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, please like and or subscribe, specifically on YouTube. We are also Super Chat Live. This is a... Matt, Matt Golda says, or on the toilet. Yes, Matt, if you're listening to me live right now on the toilet, it's a little personal, but uh, it counts. I'm not changing my opener to that, but it does count. Uh, but if you want to get my attention during this show, if you've got a question, if you've got something to say, if you've got a comment you want to make, please do me a favor and super chat me. It'll glow in my comment section. I'll get to see it. Otherwise, I've got work to do. I've got work to do. This football game, man, what a game it was. This was probably the game that we were expecting against the Jaguars, if I'm being 100% completely honest, right? 
this is that game we were expecting against the Jaguars. The Buffalo Bills head into New, into New Jersey, 13-point favorites against a division rival in the New York Jets, New Jersey Jets, if you want to call them that, after winning their last eight divisional opponent games. Trying to sweep the division two years in a row, at least that's what I want to see. They would probably tell you that's not their goal. That's my goal. My goal is to see them sweep the division two years in a row because I don't know when or if that has ever been done before, at least in the AFC East. The, the, the New Jersey Jets are not only one of the worst offenses in the league, they're also one of the worst defenses. But as we saw last week, every single game in this crazy year is a new challenge. We're talking about a year where even this past weekend, the Ravens fall to the Dolphins. The Buccaneers uh, uh, lost their football game, and I forget now who they were playing, but they weren't playing a great team. The Washington football game football team just came back to me. This has been the most bizarro, strange, weird NFL season where it was lit literally six weeks ago, five weeks ago, where I said it's pretty clear at this point. There's a you know several very, 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 very good football teams in the NFL, and then there's a lot of really, really bad football teams. And then a lot of those really bad football teams went ahead and beat the really good football teams. And now we're kind of like, go home, NFL, you're drunk. Right. You've been in Mexico a little bit too long, laying on some remote beach, having one or three too many margaritas. Go home. You're drunk. So we walked into this football game or sat down on our couches and watched this football game destined to find out. And this is what I said to a lot of people in the airport in Mexico all last week. Was that last week? Was that was that a fluke that came against the Jags or do we have an issue? Is there an issue on this football team? Now, we heard a lot of coach speak, which is weird because with that coach speak, we heard kind of some opposite talk in the presser today after this football game. We heard all week long from McDermott from the press about how serious he was and how he was laying the law down and got to have difficult conversations. And we heard this last year a little bit too. Difficult conversation, and the and the year before that. Now that I think about it, 2019, got to have difficult conversations, and we got to make sure we're all on the same page. And part of being, you know, grow, a growing team and being healthy is making sure that you're having these difficult conversations because it's through these difficult conversations that you grow. And I'm going to be honest with you, I completely agree, 100. As from from a, a from a leadership guru person, which is what I am, I consider myself a leadership guru. I've read a ton of leadership books. If you ever want to know what books I would I would recommend, reach out to me, shoot me a DM or email me or something. Message me on Facebook. I don't care. And that's all great. It's true. The problem is, is then he follows it up with, and it's not like we haven't been having these conversations already this year. So what changed? And then Josh Allen's, or no, it wasn't Josh Allen. It was Micah Hyde who said, you know, that we're not going to ride this emotional roller coaster. We're going to just kind of be, maybe it was Josh Allen. We're going to be who we are. And we're not going to be, we're not going to fall into the, you know, when we lose that we're the worst team in the league. And when we win that we're the best team in the league, which sounds great, except for the fact that it sounded to me and Mitch Morse actually made an opposite comment of that as well. It sounded to me a lot like they had some come to Jesus meetings this week. Mitch Morse said there were some conversations from the, from the, the top of the offensive line to the bottom and the staff and people got the message. He was serious about it when he said it. He wasn't just talking, if that makes sense. But we were destined to find out, was last week a fluke against the Jaguars? Was it a fluke? Was it like they just laid an egg? Who knows why? Sometimes good teams play bad games. Or is the issues that we've seen or come to know or recognize in this football team, been, have they been exacerbated a little bit? And, and the reality was, is we did find out today. In a very surprising fashion, you know, we walked into this football game. I was told, I was told for two weeks that Mike White should have been a, a first overall draft pick. At least that's what he thinks over guys like Josh Allen in 2018, Lamar Jackson in 2018, Baker Mayfield. You know, it's great that you walked out there. It, it's great that you walked out there for one game, Mike threw up 400 yards with, I think, a, a uh, an NFL record lowest air yards of completion 
in your first game ever after barely making a football team. And then you walk out of that game saying, I should have been a first overall pick over all these other clowns that were drafted in 2018. It's great that you feel that way. But it's got to show up on the football field. It didn't today. With that, the Buffalo Bills insert adjective or creative phrase here to describe a complete drubbing of an opponent of an, an opponent in a football game. The Buffalo Bills beat the Jets 45 to 17 in a game that somehow wasn't even as close as that score. Like it was an annihilation. It was embarrassing. The Jet I don't, the funny part about it is there was the one interception off of Josh Allen from a tip ball and it might have been a little bit of a bad throw. Who cares? It was, it was a lucky interception and my daughter McKenna was screaming at the TV that he dropped it. Regardless of that, the 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 celebration and jubilation at week 10 of their one of their defensive backs finally intercepting a ball was a little over the top. Little over the top. Right? I mean, it was just a little like you guys are really that excited. Like, go just just go back to the go, go back to the defensive go back to the bench and pretend like you've been here before. You're in the NFL. Got our first super chat from NYAP in the 716. This is my girl T Estelle. What's up, T? It's good to have you on the show. Thank you for contributing. She says, We missed you, Joe. Mike, oh, Mike. <laughs> I missed you too, T. I don't like missing shows. And I missed a bunch. But there was really nothing. We tried to schedule this vacation during the bye week, and uh, it just wasn't going to work out. So, unfortunately, I had to do it this week uh, or this past week. So, I apologize to everybody. Um, hopefully, it got, got everybody an opportunity to consume some more Bill's content that's not necessarily my show because I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of great stuff out there. There's a lot of really good to include T. T does a lot, does, does a good job. Uh, so NYAP in the 716 is a built-in Buffalo podcast. You should check her out. She does a very, 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 very good job. Mike Stock says, we needed you last week. It was awful. You know what? <laughs> I tweeted all week, <coughs> hashtag Mexican therapy, because that's what all of last week was. <laughs> was hashtag, dude, it was 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and I'd already forgotten about that football game. And it probably took me until... I don't even know Thursday to get over it. Had all my Bills gear down there with me, my cooler, my hat, right? My little Bluetooth radio that's waterproof that sits by the pool that we play music off of. Everybody swimming by, oh, you're a Bills fan, huh? How about that football game? <laughs> oh, anyway, a little Mexican therapy goes a long way. But this was a complete and utter annihilation of a football team. What do you do? What do you do? What are you supposed to say? I'm, I'm excited to hear Joe Marino in the morning because he's, I'm sure, recording his podcast right now. But for me, it's like I'm I'm writing all my notes and putting my stuff together, my outline. And what do you say about a game where you're supposed to beat a team by four touchdowns and you do? When it's a football game where all of your running backs have a touchdown and one of them, the guy that they just activated... <laughs> who's been a healthy scratch every game since week one gets two. What are you supposed to talk about when every one of your defensive backs starters have it, have an interception against the quarterback who is the second coming of Jesus in the NFL, apparently. Oh, wait, except for Michael, Micah Hyde, who had a forced fumble and a fumble recovery in a very kind of important pivotal point in the game. What am I supposed to talk about? I've never seen I've never seen a game specifically like that last stat where you know the starting left corner has an interception, the starting right corner has an interception, the starting nickel corner has an interception, one of the starting safeties has an interception, and oh by the way, the other guy who's the leader of the entire defensive backfield forces a fumble on a, on, a, on an effort play and recovers the fumble to hold the team from getting a three three points at the end of the half. It's crazy. Pamela with the super chat jumps into the show. Pamela, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Hey, Joe rocking the Irish tan. <laughs> I'm actually, I got to change the hue. I'm actually doing pretty well. Like I'm not, I don't get, I don't get sunburn. So I, uh, I've been Irish. This might be a surprise to all of you, but I, I've been Irish all of my life. Um, I've had this red hair and this skin my entire life. And uh, there's precautions that I take before I go, which usually means I go tanning uh, two, three minutes at a time to start up to about seven, eight, nine, ten 10 minutes for about the first month and a half before I go. 
which gives me a nice base, as they like to call it. And then I do a very good job of moderating not only sunblock, but the shade. And I usually leave relatively not white, <laughs> not Casper the ghost. So uh, I was blessed enough to not be one of the Irish folk who go from like vampire white to like, uh, uh, I want to, what do I, uh, like pink? Like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say like a, like a, like a piglet, a piglet pink back to vampire white. So my skin does moderate between kind of a darkish, deeper reddish tan. And then I always get the comments on the beach, you know, oh my God, you better put some sunblock on. It's like, bro, I'm not burnt. Shut up. Get away from me. Did they play noticeably better? Better was the rest of uh, Pam's, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, super chat here. Yes, they did. They played, they played noticeably better. They were very dominant. Or was it just an easy game against a not so great team? Also true. So Pam asks two questions. Did, it, did they play noticeably be better? Noticeably better. Yes, is the first answer. Or was it just an easy game against a not, not so great team? Yes, also the answer. Both of those are true. And we're going to talk about it here in a second. My sister's in the room. What's up, Jamie? So as we break this thing down, the most important thing that I want to say at this juncture before I start kind of breaking it down a little more, excuse me, is that the AFC East sweep is still a thing for me. Obviously, they've got some tough games coming up as it pertains to two games against the Patriots. I don't expect or suspect that the second the second Jets game is going to be a problem at all, at least not from what I saw today. I don't know how this team beat the Bengals. Like, they were a mess. But to Pam's point, did they play better? How good? The defense probably, I don't know if they played better. I mean, obviously, there was a lot less penalties, which helped. But the defense has been lights out all year, save one game, the Tennessee Titans. How good is this defense, though? And I think we, as, as Bill's Mafia, I think we as the fans are missing just how good this defense is because we want high-flying offense, which we didn't really get today despite the, the, the score. We had four four touchdowns on the run, of which or on the ground, of which Josh Allen didn't score any of them, which is what we kind of have been used to. We'll have, you know, two touchdowns on the ground, three touchdowns on the ground. Josh will have one or two of them. But how good is this defense? This defense is crazy good, like insanely good. I, I don't even know where to begin. When you, when you filter through the lens of all the guys that are on this defense and how well they're all playing, except for probably one defensive tackle that we, we won't name whose initials are VB. We won't talk about him. A game where they didn't have Tremaine Edmonds. And a game they knew they wouldn't have Tremaine because they didn't practice all week. A game where they didn't have Starla Tulele at the very last second. How good is this defense? Fam, don't miss. Don't miss how good this defense is. I know we want high-flying offense. And Josh Allen today was 75% completions. We'll get there on tw like 26 throws. For 366 yards, he had there were there were some th tosses today where he looked like the Josh Allen of last year, throwing lasers into windows like crazy good passes. But don't miss how good this defense is, because we want high flying offense. That's that's what I, that's probably where I would start. But as we already talked about, Trey Poyer, Taron Johnson, Levi, all with interceptions on a day that just went super super well for them. And it was not very good for the most hyped quarterback in the NFL in the last two weeks. And don't forget, as we already talked about, Micah Hyde forced a fumble on a deep pass to a tight end. It was funny because as he was dragging him and wrestling, he was wrestling him towards the field goal marker as far as like that line that they put on the screen. You know, this is the target they need to get to to, to kick a field goal. Like he's dragging him towards it. I'm like, tackle that guy. <laughs> then he rips the ball out and actually finds a way to, to fall on it at the same time. They're just different. Ed Oliver, A.J. Klein, Matt Milano. A.J. Klein was phenomenal in this football game. A.J. AJ Klein looked like the captain of the defense. I know that he's filling in for the captain of the defense, but A.J. Klein took it upon himself in this football game to make sure guys were lined up properly. And not only that, but to make sure that he was the one busting through run fits and gaps to make tackles. The defense just, they had an incredibly impactful day. And then the offense, right? You've got to wonder at some point in time, you've got to wonder 
what this, the threat of speed does to a defense. So if you've got speed on your offense, which the Bills have great speed on the outside between Sanders and Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie when he's on the field and some elusiveness and some squiggliness and Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis, but nothing like Matt Breida or when they actually do use Isaiah McKenzie on, you know, on offense. What does the th- what does the threat of speed do to a defense when they got a guy back there that they know can outrun every single person in Matt Breida? Now keep in mind, not to burst the bubble. Keep in mind the Jets, their defense is bad. They're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Bad. They're not good. You have to like what you saw from the run game. Even against a bad defense, you've got to you've got to appreciate and like what you saw from the run game. The Bills were effective, very effective with the run today in this football game. They were very effective. The, the Bills' offense overall was extremely effective. Aside from some pretty typical penalties that we've grown used to seeing, mostly in the first half, Josh Allen was on point. There were highlight reel catches all over the field, a lot of them that were negated by penalties. The one by Gabe Davis where he was like, whatever, and then tip-tapping his toes or whatever you want to call it down the sideline. There was just the the one-handed grab that I think they called – incomplete or maybe they called it i can't remember exactly but like like sanders like there was just there was there was highlight real catches allen was amazing today and the ground game was as i said not only effective but it was important and the bills were i think for the first time ever using it right it seemed like they were getting the the jets off balance with the pass and then coming at them with the run which is what we've been screaming about forever versus hey what do you want to do here i don't know let's run the ball with no real game situation awareness or reason as to why they're going to run on second and nine. The run game was highly effective today. So much so that for me as a content creator and for you as Bill's Mafia, we all get to watch these football games because we're equals. Yes, I said we're equals, even though I come on here and I talk and for some reason people want to listen to me, it doesn't mean that I'm anything more than you guys are. I'm just a fan. But this game, it for me, it leaves a fear that somehow this leads to an idea for the coaching staff or for this team or this organization that, you know, this is who we want to be. We want to be the team that scores four rushing touchdowns in a football game. Look at we just did it against the Jets. Which can lead to a misconception that this is who they want to be when they're not. And despite what you saw today, color me a little bit doubtful <laughs> that they're going to have the same success today that they've had the, 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 that they will have the same success that they had today against some tougher defenses. Now the good news is they're not going to play a whole lot of tough defenses until they play the Patriots, the Buccaneers and make it to the playoffs right now. The bills still hold a relatively decent lead on the playoff race for the AFC East. They're getting help obviously with the number one seed. Tennessee did win this weekend. That doesn't help. But my fear is that there's a misconception that, you know, we had a hard conversation. We had all the, we had all the hard conversations because that's what you do when you're not growing. You got to have all the hard conversations. We had the hard conversations and everybody from the top to the bottom and the staff all got the message. See, we went out and proved it. And there's nobody in the locker room going, it was the Jets. They suck really bad. That's my fear. I'm not saying it's going to be that way. Time will tell. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to prove this out. We've got what eight games left. We're going to prove out exactly what this team is going to be. And, and, and the hope is that they did discover something. They did strike gold. They did find a nugget in the Creek under a rock somewhere. And they're going to use this to propel themselves into catching fire at the right time as an NFL offense with that defense playing lights out. If that happens, there's no telling how far they could go. I love the stat on the game today where they were talking about the Bucs. They were talking about the Buccaneers last year, and at this time last year, nobody picked the Bucs to be the Super Bowl champions because they were not playing great complimentary football, and then they just put it together. They struck gold. So time will tell. Again, 
one more time. This was the worst defense in football that they played against. With that, though, I want to. I discovered something today. I discovered a guy that was following me. Um, and I don't know how he popped into my timeline, but he did. But his name is Mike Hame, and it's at Mike Hame, M-I-K-E-H-A-I-M. So if you're not following him, please do. But this dude is a he's he considers himself a stat nerd, and the stats that he pumps out during the game are incredible. But I just want to read you some of the stats that he basically posted after this football game. The Bills win. 45-17 over the New York Jets. First time in team history that four different players rushed for TDs for the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo extends their winning streak in the divisional games to nine in a row. So they've won nine straight divisional games. The second longest such streak in team history. They had a 10-game win streak versus the AFC East foes in 1990 and 91. The Bills' 498 yards of offense at the New York Jets marked the eighth time in 12 games of the Bills' Had 400-plus. Buffalo's streak of 300-plus yard games in a, uh, is now a club record of 19. The old record was 15 games in 1975 and 76. It's the second longest current streak in NFL, the Rams, 2021 entering Monday. The Bills have 3,610 total yards through nine games, their third game with at least 3,600. I think that's 360. I don't know. Joining 1991. Buffalo's five takeaways today raised season total to 24 of their most through nine games since recording 29 in 1993. That's some pretty cool stuff right there. So if you get a chance to go follow, follow Mike Haim at Mike Haim, H-A-M-A-I-M rather, uh, I would tell you to do that because he was just cranking out some cool stats today during this football game, like at the end of every quarter and stuff like that, just stuff that was kind of important. It was sweet. But as we wrap up the offense and, we head our way down the old road of the story of the game for me. Just want to hit some notables. Stephon Diggs had a monster day. Monster day. Great day. We'll get to that. Davis with some huge catches at very important times. Spencer Brown being back on this offensive line was incredibly important, and it was obvious up front. Breida with a little bit of an up-and-down day. Well, Joe, he fumbled, but it wasn't really down. It wasn't just a fumble. TD catch, TD run. But the fumble and the missed chip on Allen that basically got him laid out. Dude, that that cornerback, I think it was a cornerback, came around the corner, and I literally said out loud, look out, because I watched Breida run right by him or let him run, like trying to get to his curl route. And maybe Allen missed it, and he became the hot in that moment, the hot read, I don't know. But Allen was not looking looking at him. Allen was not looking at the the rusher. Did not expect to see him. So you got to think that there was a miscommunication. You got to think Brita was supposed to chip him or pick him up or something. I just get the feeling that Brita was probably getting his bum chewed when that when they came off the field. And I don't mean by Josh Allen. I mean by the coaching staff. Hey, you just basically let. Let's be honest, our $300 million quarterback take the worst hit he's taken in the four years he's been here. It's on you. Maybe not. Maybe John would say something different tomorrow on the Off Tackle with John Fina show at 9 o'clock on the Buffalo Rumblings Midcast Network. So the story of the game. I'm, I'm out of breath. I don't, I don't know why I'm out of breath. I don't think I'm going too fast. The story of this football game for me comes down to something very simple, which I think was actually in my notes for the last show I did two weeks ago. Halftime adjustments. The halftime adjustments in this game were incredibly important, along with the defensive turnovers, leading to 21 points, a 21 to zero point scoring base, basically in the third quarter, Bills versus the Jets. So the Bills scored 21 points in the third quarter. The Jets scored nothing because of those adjustments. <clears throat> and if you back it up to two minutes in the first half, the Bills actually scored 28 points to zero against the Jets in the third quarter, completely putting this game away. So this game was buried, done, stick a fork in it by the end of the third quarter, probably halfway through the third quarter. The Bills put the Jets on the mat, and they didn't let them up. They didn't let them up on offense. They didn't let them up on defense. Yes, there was some garbage stuff late in the games, but who really gives a crap? Doesn't really matter at that point. What's up, Brooke? Good to see you. Quarter one. Real quick, 
I loved the first drive. Josh, you know, if you remember, Pam doesn't. She didn't get to see the game. <laughs> Neither did John Fina, by the way. He's probably watching it right now. Quarter one, uh, Josh Allen first drive throws the incomplete pass, and then they march patiently straight down the field, 15-yard. That pass that he threw to, to Brita, Brita kind of snuck out and snuck away from defenders, and he threw a laser through a window. It was a beautiful throw. It was a, it was one of those throws that Josh Allen and one or two other guys makes in the NFL. Incredible. Then F.A. Obata on the next series for the Jets. Pressures, disrupts, White. He's picked off by the first interception by Taron Johnson. The Bills score three off of that turnover. The, the Jets, at that point, you could see it just had a bad offense. They're just like whatever the game plan was, whatever the scheme is, they just weren't expecting whatever it was the Bills' defense was bringing to them. What's up, Billy Wessling? Good to see you. Says he doesn't care about the Bills. My guy, Billy Wessling, is a Steeler fan. I miss your face, too, my guy. I was actually in Columbus yesterday for all of about four hours. Well, yeah, last night and then today for about four hours. Josh Allen was sacked after a weak holding call on Dawkins. Dawkins goes off the field. They bring both rookies in, which brings us to another point. I don't understand for the life of me why Bates is even on this football team. If he is the backup, left tackle, right, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle, why is he always the third player off the bench? Why did they bring Tommy Doyle on to play left tackle? and then move themselves into a third and 17 into a super deep drop where basically the left defensive end and the right defensive end say, hey, meet me back there at about the nine-yard mark, and we'll both run into Josh Allen, and that's exactly what they did. Spencer Brown missed his block. Tommy Doyle missed his block. They sacked Josh Allen. End of the first half, or first quarter, 10 nothing Bills. Second quarter, was it was just boring. <laughs> This game was the first quarter and the third quarter. This second half, like it was just a boring second quarter. The Jets made some adjustments, it seemed. The Bills committed a lot of penalties, which, by the way, we should probably start getting used to. Uh, there's the big hit uh, on uh, Mike White from from Ed Oliver, who just had a fantastic football game. It brought a fourth down. Amendola good for 48, 10-3 Bills. Two-minute drive ensues. Josh Down has the huge 57-yard pass to Diggs down the sideline. And then that nice wrinkle run, which had caused a little bit of confusion to Moss right after, was beautiful. Allen to Diggs, 12-yard touchdown. Actually, he did it twice. And both times, he was looking at nobody but Diggs. They were like, no, no, no. This ball's going to Stephon Diggs. He's scoring a touchdown in this game. 17-3, to Bills with 53 seconds left. And Oliver just comes to life. Oliver at this, I mean, he's just, he's been a problem this year. I got in here. I think my notes are off a little bit. It says great pass to Davis screaming for uh screaming for him to go down. Oh, that's what it was. So that's the tight end. So great pass to Davis. So that's that's what I was talking about when Hyde ripped out the pass. We'll, we'll we'll move on from that. But at the end of the first half, this is what's important. Josh Allen was 15 to 21, 71%, 187 yards with two touchdowns. Transferring on or moving on to the third quarter. The Bills are looking to double dip, the old double dip. They scored at the end of the first half. They get the ball back, and they're looking to double dip. They've made some adjustments at this point. We talked about it. That's my story this football game. They saw something in the defense, and they started exploiting it. They ran that awesome end around to Sanders, which nobody saw coming. They had the jet sweep, obviously, to Isaiah McKenzie that scored the touchdown. A lot of misdirection. They're back to the misdirection that they were using effectively and well the last couple of years, specifically last year. They do, in fact, double dip to go to 24-3. to Then there was that aw incredible, awesome interception by Tredavious White in the, in the third quarter where he came off of his man and kept, kept drifting. If you watched the game, you heard the color guy talk about what Trey was supposed to do, but as we've seen Trey do many times, he dissects plays as they're happening, kind of goes with gut instinct and finds his way into a spot of the field he's not supposed to be in and comes away with a pick. Coming off of that, the 49-yard pass to Gabe Davis. And then a perfectly executed pitch to Matt Breida from the 15 to score another touchdown, 31-3. to Jets come right back. Mike White throws a bad pick to, to Levi Wallace. Yes, he made a great move to cut underneath, but that was not a good throw by Mike White. 
and then Gabe Davis had the highlight reel catch of the day on the sideline, in my opinion, and then Moss with the two-yard run, 38-3. to And this game at this point is just out of hand. And I'm going to be honest with you, there was nothing, there was no note worth taking in the fourth quarter except why in the Hades, why in the H-E double hockey sticks is Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and all these guys still in the football game with like eight minutes left when you're winning 45 to whatever it was, 10. Get them out of the game. That I didn't like. And then Mike White goes out with an injury. Before I get to the game stats, we're going to switch it up a little bit. I know I talked to you guys about the fact that you're watching, listening to the Overreaction Bills postgame show. Brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, Podcast Network. Who is the Market Dominator? Well, you guys hear me talk about John Spazcheck all the time. And it's not just an ad, folks. John is a friend of mine. Not, not only is he a friend of mine, he actually, I've used his services. I have a lot of friends of mine who have used his services. If you are in the market, if you are looking to either sell your home, move out of Buffalo, sell your home and move to a different home in Buffalo. If you're looking to buy your first home in Buffalo, if you're looking to move back to Buffalo and you need to buy a house, and believe it or not, if you're not in Buffalo, John can still help you. He's the best real estate agent I've ever used. And I've bought several homes. The details are important. You're important. Your, your deal is going to be important. He's going to educate you through the process, especially if you're looking to buy a house, what you need to be looking for, paying attention to. He's going to, he's going to do right by you. Call my guy, John. 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. You can reach him on Email, I wouldn't, I'd call him, but if you want to email him, if you're that person that doesn't like to make phone calls, your elite broker at gmail.com. John is also Bill's Mafia. You can find him on Twitter at your elite broker, your elite broker. 570-3298. Call John. Do me a favor. He supports this show. He supports me, supports my family. He also uh, sponsors Dante Hotline. John's a good dude. If you've met him, you know him. You know he's a good dude. Game stats from this football game. The Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, as I already told you, was 21 to 28 for, I think I said 26, 21 to 28 for 366, two touchdowns, an interception that probably could have been overturned. It looked like it hit the ground and rolled around a little bit. Devin Singletary ran the ran, uh, led the way on the ground. Now, this is that moment where I said we need to be careful. This is that moment where, well, look at these numbers, Joe. I mean, Clearly, they've figured it out. Well, have they? Or is this just a situation where the Jets are just really bad? Devin Singletary was 7-43 for 6.1 in a touchdown today. 6.1-yard average. Matt Breida, 3 for 28 with a 9.3-yard average. 9.3. Zach Moss, 7-27 to for 3.9 and a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders, 1 for 24. Isaiah McKenzie, two for 17 with a touchdown. Josh Allen, two for three. Davis Webb <laughs> knelt on the ball, got, got minus yards. He got the old Reggie Bush treatment, minus yards. Receiving Stephon Diggs, eight for 162 with a touchdown. Gabe Davis, breakout game for the year, three for 105. Emmanuel Sanders, two for 27, not doing well for my fantasy team. Matt Breida, two for 22 with a touchdown. Dawson Knox, one for 17. Missed on a flip that he could have, and he got like almost had his head taken off, but he had that that pass, that flip pass that Allen threw to him that just kind of went through his fingers. I have a feeling he was probably getting ready to get rocked. Cole Beasley, two for 15, just goes about his business. Isaiah McKenzie, one for 12. Singletary, one for six. Team stats overall. Total yards in this football game. The Buffalo Bills were 489 to the Jets, 366. Keep in mind, Josh Allen had 366 all on his own. Passing yards, 350. That's minus the sacks and minus the kneel downs. To the Jets, 296. Rushing yards in this game, 139 to 70. Yards per play, 9.1 to 5.2. The Bills had 26 first downs. There were four seven on third downs. 54 total plays to the Jets, 70. I didn't know that. That's pretty wild. Time of possession. The Jets actually led the time of possessions with 32 minutes. They threw four interceptions to the Bills, one. And both teams apparently lost a fumble. The Dude Awards. Let's be honest with you. The Dude Awards have become all of our favorite segment on this show. (laughs) 
And in a game like this, it's sometimes hard to come up with like three and three. I don't know how those guys that do arrow up, arrow downs and thumb up, thumb downs and all that kind of stuff do it. But like they're better at this than I am. So my dude awards, for those of you that aren't familiar with the dude awards, they go something like this. If somebody had a very good day, Amanda Davies says, welcome back from vacation. Well, Amanda, thank you. I appreciate that. If they had a good day, then it's a dude. You get a dude award. Dude, I got to come up. I got to come up with an actual dude award and send it to these people. If they didn't have a good day, then it's like, dude, right? Dude. So I'm going to do my best. And it's going to be a little bit, when you have a football game that 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 laid itself out and played itself out like this one, it, it gets a little more difficult to, right, have bad, like, dude awards because like by and large the whole team played well today so we'll do the dude awards first aj klein gets my first dude award come in comes in off the bench and to spell tremaine Edmonds, who's out with an injury and just plays well like we talked about it already he played super super good super super good just was in command of the entire defense the bills the problems that they had with aj klein in the first six or seven games last year have legitimately gone completely completely away they've learned how to scheme him he's finally figuring out exactly or has figured out since last year what it is they're trying to do with him and what they're trying to do on defense and he is a troublemaker when he's on the field he does a very good job he, he played very well today my second dude award goes to the running backs yes it was the jets but that defensive line is not Quinn williams is a good football player there's some good guys on that on that defensive line C.J. Mosley, who we have been taught to fear over the last couple of years, even though we have not gotten to see him play against the Bills, really, I don't think, but maybe once. We've been told for the last couple of years, just wait till C.J. Mosley gets back. He's going to destroy the Bills' offense. Well, C.J. Mosley, with his little red braids, didn't exactly do well today. The running backs played well. Dude goes to the running backs. My last dude award, we've already talked about them as well, goes to the defensive backs, they played incredible. They did a great job feeding on the pressure that, that the Buffalo Bills defensive line was putting on Mike White and that offensive line. That's literally how this defense is supposed to work when it's schemed up. Now for my dude awards. Uh, so my dude awards, my bad dude, 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 dude award goes to basically, and it's just single plays. So my first two go to Josh Allen being in, you know, in shotgun with his hard count. And these guys just aren't listening either when they're talking about what the snap count is. They're missing the communication about when he's going to hard count, whatever. But Singletary and Beasley get my first two dude awards based off of them getting hard counted by Josh Allen. They've got to be better than this. They know the, the snap count. The one for, D, for Singletary, he's standing next to Josh Allen. The running back, if you're standing next to Josh Allen, should never fall start because you can see the ball coming at the quarterback. Now, if you're behind the quarterback in eye formation and the quarterback's under center, maybe I can see or understand why a running back might fall start if he doesn't have a clear view of the ball, but Singletary is, right? He's standing right next to the quarterback. And a wide receiver is kind of in the same boat. A wide receiver, much like a nose tackle, right? A wide receiver staring down the line of scrimmage, looking at the football. The football doesn't move. You don't move. Dude. And then my last one goes to, as we talked about it already, Matt Breida, who just about got Josh Allen killed. I don't know whose fault it was. And John Fina or somebody else will tell me later in the week, you know, that that wasn't even Matt Breida's fault. And it may not have been. It may have been a, a, a protection miss on Josh Allen. And when he went and when he dropped back, he was looking to his left, wasn't thinking that guy was coming. The guy came as a surprise. I got to think if that guy comes as a, as a surprise, though, Breida's supposed to pick him up. Breida didn't. Breida was more interested in running his route. Josh wasn't even looking at him. Dude comes off the corner and lays Allen out. Big time. Dude. Got to be better. I was surprised Allen got up. Legit. Legit surprised. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Which is going to move us on to the other best part of the show. The reading of the tweets. I got to come up with something for this. I don't have a title for it. I think I've said this many times. So I put a tweet out after this game like I do after every football game. Well, I didn't last week because I didn't do the show. 
Overreaction post game show. How does that win? Have you feeling Bills Mafia? Let me know and I'll be reading your tweets on the show. Not a whole lot of responses to this to this one. I think Bills fans were very much kind of like in the feeling like if there's a get right game, if there's such a thing as a get right game, this was the get right game. And when you have a score like that, there's really not a whole lot to be too worried about. I would maybe expect a little more elation, but uh, yeah. First one comes from C-Dub, hashtag Bills Mafia, at Chriswell73. Oh, there are the Bills. Someone must have been... Oh, sorry. I got to read this right. I don't I don't proofread these, by the way, just so everybody knows. These are literally off the cuff. Oh, there are the Bills. Someone must have misplaced them last week. So, yeah. So, so basically referencing the fact that uh, our football team was MIA. Whoever was running around in Josh Allen's jersey and Tremaine Edmonds' jersey... And all these guys' jerseys wearing their their helmets last week in, in uh, Jacksonville. It was not our normal guys. They were they might have been in Mexico with me. Who knows? Connor Dickinson at Connor underscore Dickinson. He says, I'm back, Joe. The Bills played an all-around game today. Can't overstate the importance that Dawson Knox and Spencer Brown have on this offense. It might be true. Time will tell. You might absolutely be right. Defense did what the defense is supposed to do and always does, dominate. Josh got back in the rhythm, and hopefully this jump starts the offense for the games ahead. Bro, I'm right there with you, bro. Connor, I am right there with you. That is exactly how I feel. Like, we've been talking since the beginning, like the, the offensive woes that the Bills have been seeing or were seeing early on, it didn't really matter because as long as the defense was playing the way that it was, as long as they were winning football games, that offense could kind of flail a little bit and find itself. Well, here we are at week 10, and that offense kind of sort of found itself maybe in somewhat of a, viewfinder that they think that's who they're supposed to be. I've already challenged that. I don't think that this is who they are. I think the Jets defense played a role in that. But I'm with you when you say you hope, you know, hopefully this jump starts the offense for the games ahead. Yes. Richard Rush, who's actually in the chat at Richard R. Rush too. Was Richard R. Rush no number and Richard R. Rush one taken? Richard you're in the chat. Answer that question. Why is it Richard R. Rush 2? <laughs> are you are you a junior? Is that why? You'll have to let us know. Cue the song. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't now. Right? So that he's feeling good. Richard Rush is feeling good. The O got back on track and the D, without Edmonds and Star, looked amazing. Business attitude equals championship caliber play. Hashtag go Bills. Hashtag wildest dreams land back on track. P.S. No more vacations during the season. <laughs> And Richard Rush says he is indeed Richard R. Rush the second, which I can I can get I get because I'm Joseph F. Miller the third, so I totally get it there, brother. Everybody's favorite uh, British Bills Mafia member, Saxa Dave at Saxa Dave. Always take the win and the joys of a victory Monday to look forward to. Badly needed W, but think the score will blink. Uh, he says blinker some. I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. I, I probably agree with him. Jets are bad despite all the points. Offense is still meh. Defense is definitely Super Bowl caliber. Next four weeks will be the test. Go Bill. So I think I think Dave and I are right on the same page. Little apprehensive. I, I need to see it against a good defense, right? Excited. Glad the offense. Oh, I'm sorry. Bill Coke. My bad. I didn't I didn't give you who it was. So or Brian, not Bill. Brian Coke. Uh at B Coke. So C O O K E 23. Excited. Glad the offense turned it around. Hopefully we see more Breida. He added a nice wrinkle. Breida's speed was the difference for me. So the first long run by Devin Singletary in the first quarter on the first drive, I felt like if that was Matt Breida, he probably would have scored because Singletary just, and Moss as well, I love these guys. They just don't have the wheels, right? There's just a different level of, there's just a different level of, of, of go for Matt Breida because he's so fast. So I'm right there with you. I liked what I saw from Breida. I want to see a little more from him. Jose whosoever, my guy, at Jose whosoever, relieved. We needed a big convincing win. No more cruise control. We need to keep the pedal to the metal in all phases. Hashtag go Bills. I agree. NYAP in the 716. This is my girl T Estelle at T-E-E-S-T-E-L-L. Glad you're back. I'm glad the Bills are back as well. My mental state is good. Go uh, let's go. Happy Victory Monday to you, T. Bills fan UK at Bills fan UK. Another Bills fan in the UK following my show. Super Bowl bound. Hashtag Bills by a billion. Hashtag Wildest Dreams Land. Love it. I'm going to like that one. 
Bills guys simp. <laughs> so I have a feeling that Reed Levine likes the Bills guys. I do too. So uh, Judge and uh, Tilt are my guys, are my friends. At Reed underscore Levine. Finally, we get an alpha game from our alpha receiver. Very refreshing sight to see from our offense. Breeden needs some uh, more reps going forward, and Zach Moss needs a better fitting helmet. His, his his braids are out, so like he's got a little bit, yeah, I think his helmet's fitting a little bit different because his hair's a little bit different. Last one for you tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this, Bills Mafia, at Bills0327, at Bills0327. Better, but huge test, the next three games versus the Colts, the Saints, and the Bucks. I couldn't have said it any better than my, myself. So the Colts game is going to be interesting. And uh, yes, makes me a little nervous. Believe it or not, Naheem Hines makes me more nervous than, than Taylor does. I don't know why. He just does. And I'll be at that Buccaneers game, but I'm a little less worried about the Buccaneers after watching the Washington football team kind of, you know, take them to the woodshed today. So, yeah, we will see. But, yes, all will be revealed, as we've talked about 100 times in this show and I'm excited and looking forward to seeing this offense continue to kind of round out and grow and become what it is that we all hope they are going to be, which is a championship caliber football team. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the overreaction post game show brought to you by the market dominator on the Buffalo rumblings, vidcast and podcast network. I'm your host. I'm the voice of the overreaction post game show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller wired. I can't thank you guys enough, not only for joining me after every one of these football games, not only for supporting the off tackle with John Fina show tomorrow or today, if it's Monday for you at 9 PM live, not only for hanging out with me and Jay Spence, not only for like the time to shine, but the fact that you guys like reach out and tell me that you miss me and stuff like that, it means a lot. So I just want you guys to know that I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. We're all in this thing together because we're all bills. Mafia. We're all family. And uh, we'll be back together. Tomorrow, hopefully, for the uh, Off Tackle with John Fina show. But until then, my name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter. Be safe. Be good. Enjoy Victory Monday. Enjoy Victory Tuesday. This is the last time you hear from me until next week. Enjoy Victory Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, wherever you are. Victory Monday.